This is Canada HR News for April 11, 2022. My name is Elena Bobereva. In today's episode, we will cover the news related to the labor market in Canada, workplace safety, office vacancy, compensation, and gender diversity. Stay with us to get the latest HR updates. Indeed reports that Canada's job market momentum continued in March, with employment rising at a solid pace. At this point, the quantity of jobs in the economy is no longer the most pressing issue facing the labor market. It's how far paychecks are going amid today's high inflation environment. Average hourly wage growth ticked up from 3.1% to 3.4% year-over-year in March, but still trails the pace of price growth. A range of industries posted job growth, including sectors like accommodation and food service, where employment remains well below pre-pandemic levels. According to the Conference Board of Canada, in March the Canadian labour market added 73,000 jobs. The unemployment rate is now down to 5.3%, setting a new all-time low. Employment rose in four of the 10 provinces, spearheaded by gains in Ontario, plus 35,000 jobs, and Quebec, plus 27,000 jobs. Declines were recorded in Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and Newfoundland and Labrador, with the prospect of future lockdowns much diminished. A partial return of workers to offices is underway. Amid recruitment challenges and labor scarcity, employers are facing pressure to be flexible and accommodate staff preferences for working fully or partially remotely, depending on the role. Ontario has passed its new workplace legislation, the Working for Workers Act 2022. It is now in front of the lieutenant governor awaiting royal assent. The law contains some significant health and safety revisions, along with other general workplace changes. The province is mandating that workplaces with a risk of opioid overdoses have naloxone kits on site. This should help to get the kits into people's hands while reducing the stigma and protecting workers. Ontario's occupational health and safety fines are to be the highest in Canada for businesses that fail to keep workers safe. The maximum fine for directors and officers is raised to $1.5 million, a 15-fold increase from the current maximum for individuals. Non-officers are subject to a maximum fine of $500,000, which is five times higher than the current maximum. The maximum fine for corporations is also $1.5 million. According to the latest report from commercial real estate brokerage CBRE, national office vacancy rate rose to a record 16.3% in the first quarter. The trend was reflected in Toronto, Canada's largest city and financial capital, where vacancies ticked up to 14.8%. Canadian landlords expecting workers to return to offices vacated during the pandemic were delivered a blow as an Omicron variant surge at the beginning of the year prompted more companies to give up leases. In the first three months of the year, nearly 2 million square feet of offices became vacant nationwide. Meanwhile, the completion of new buildings brought almost 700,000 square feet of space to the market, with nearly 15 million square feet still under construction.
research from Robert Huff shows that 69% of Canadian companies have observed salary discrepancies between new hires and more tenured staff in the past year. Of those, 57% are regularly reviewing compensation plans and increasing salaries for existing employees when appropriate to align with current market rates. Employees' expectations are among the factors at play when it comes to wage growth. In a separate survey of more than 500 Canadian workers, 41% of respondents said they have not had an increase in 12 months, and 50% plan to ask for a raise this year to adjust for the higher cost of living, to account for additional job responsibilities, and to reflect current market rates. If workers don't get a raise, 36% will look for a new job with higher pay, 25% will ask to revisit the salary, and 17% will ask for more perks. A study led by a McMaster medical student has found that Canadian healthcare leadership teams have achieved gender parity but still lack racial diversity. Researchers considered more than 3,000 leaders from 135 healthcare institutions and health ministries nationwide and found that about half of the leaders were women. Of the 78 government health ministry leaders surveyed as part of the study, 47.4% were female. It was found that healthcare leadership teams remain overwhelmingly white, even as they serve increasingly diverse communities across Canada. The lack of racialized healthcare leaders might stem from fewer diverse individuals in the hiring pool, a lack of access to networking opportunities discriminatory hiring practices, or an institutional culture that views white male leaders as most effective. Possible solutions include better mentorship programs and ensuring that people of all backgrounds feel supported when applying for leadership roles. One way to improve outcomes for marginalized individuals is to have a leadership team that can relate to their lived experience and can advocate for them. The Canadian Centre for Occupational Health and Safety raises awareness of safety in the workplace. CCOHS has announced it is now accepting applications for the 2022 Chad Bradley Scholarship Award by April 30, 2022. Application is open to women pursuing education in the field of occupational health and safety from an accredited college or university in Canada. The scholarship will provide a grant worth $3,000. Candidates must submit a 500- to 800-word essay detailing why they are pursuing their education in occupational health and safety, their motivation and inspiration, and what and how they expect to contribute to the field or safe work. And this was Canada HR News for April 11, 2022. Please leave us a rating and a comment in Apple Podcasts. For more information on the topics discussed today, see the episode description and follow us on Twitter at CADHR News.